You're listening to Colorado Sportscast Podcast. This is the Mortcast featuring Jeff Morton. Now, here's your host, me. What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on the Mortcast, which is part of the CSG Podcast Network. Uh, the main CSG Podcast will be back soon. Uh, we got a couple great interviews lined up for January. Um, so I really hope that you stay tuned for those. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting those to you guys later. Uh, there may be less of the Mortcasts uh, coming, but we'll see what we can do. I kind of use these as a... Uh, uh, you know, to keep you guys up to date with about what's going on here. I am not like the other, and basically the way I, I do this podcast is I, I take subjects that are like interesting to me personally, and then I kind of impart them to you guys. So it's kind of like a little articles is the way I kind of always done these things. And, um, if you guys want more in-depth coverage, um, I would tackle the BSN Nuggets podcast or Locked on Nuggets um, quite frankly. And in fact, there's a whole bunch of great Nuggets podcasts out there that you should really check out. Uh, quite frankly, it's it's not something that I'm very good at, and I'm very good at the things like I'm going to be talking to you about today. Um, and it's something that I've... I didn't intend on doing a uh, Morecast today. Uh, in fact, I have, was planning on just taking all the holidays off. Uh, and then just re- regrouping when we have the, the interviews on, in January. And, uh, and that'll feature Nate, by the way. Uh, so just so you guys know, um, Nate Timmons. But I really just, you know, was going to take it off. And then I finally, I kind of it had a thought that it kept bugging me. And in the past, I would re- normally just write an article on it. But it takes me so damn long to write articles anymore. And I put them up on Medium, by the way. Uh, all the, quote, CSG podcast uh uh, written stuff is going up on Medium. So anytime I post that, I'll post that on my Twitter account at, at jmorton78. So check that out when I do. It's not going to be frequent, but uh, when I do, I'll let let everyone know and I'll post it there. Uh, but there is, I this is as I said before in the past, I normally write about this, but I think this is something that's better said in this podcast form because I really intended to make this thing that I started in 2016 more than what it became. And it's in the future, it'll change and become bigger. Um, in 2016, I believe it was June. Uh, I had articles that were a month apart two a two part article. And it was about the Peter Bino Bert- Bertram Lee, uh, partnership, uh, and attempt to run the Denver nuggets from 1989 to 1992. Um, and the parts that David Stern played in that and the whole mess that it caused, uh, and quite frankly, anyone who was around at the time will tell you it was the holy living mess. And it was something that a lot of nuggets fans have really blocked out of their brains. I was 11 years old at the time, but I remember the whole Bino league, all that stuff just burned into my brain. Absolutely burned into my brain. And I wrote about it. And with fully intentionally, intent, uh, with the full intent, excuse me, to have a part three and then hopefully parlay that into a documentary, 30 for 30 style documentary, which hopefully will still happen. But uh, honestly, I'll explain why it hasn't so far. Uh, but to give a brief synopsis. Uh, in 1989, Sidney Schlenker, who was the owner of the Denver Nuggets, uh, decided to put him up for sale. 
um, a team, a, a, a team of uh, African American businessmen stepped forward um, at the behest of David Stern to buy the Nuggets for $65 million, which was a lot of money at the time, especially for a, uh, what Denver at the time was a small market. And uh, that was a high price, and it was something that uh, Sidney Schlenker couldn't pass up. Um, the team was Peter Bino, a businessman from Chicago, Bertram Lee, businessman from Boston, Arthur Ashe, the tennis legend, and uh, Ron Brown, the former head of the Democratic National Committee. Uh, and I believe he later became a commerce secretary under Bill Clinton, something like that. Um, anyway, that was the team. And then it was announced at the Waldorf Astoria in, uh, I believe it was July of 1989. Uh, and what happened from that point on is a series of calamities, embarrassments, and all around um, what you would call... Not something that would normally cause an entire team to fold. Um, and quite frankly, it really stemmed from the fact that neither Bino nor Lee could afford to buy the Denver Nuggets. And this the, the process of getting them into this position was rushed uh, in by spe- specifically the, the commissioner, David Stern, and his desire to have the NBA as the first uh, league professional, major professional sports league to have, uh, African-American owners. And it would make sense considering the NBA is dominated by African-American players. You need that representation. And I believe that, you know, even now that sort of thing is needed. Um, there's far, far, far too few African-American owners in professional sports, considering African-Americans tend to dominate most of the sports. And it really is a shame that there's not greater representation um, of African-Americans all across the sports spectrum in the ownership sense. In 1989, it was unheard of. And the Nuggets were a team that was, you know, Denver of the late 80s was not the Denver of 2018. Uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, I having grown up here, the late 80s Denver was completely different demographically. And it was completely different uh, socially. And it was completely different on so so many different levels that you can't really relate it to the Denver of today. Um, And this was pre about five years before the population explosion began in Denver, which I believe was about 1994. Um, So anyway, circling back, the NBA was... May tried to make this happen, and really what it all boils down to is, and I encourage you to go read the articles, uh, and they're both, uh, is part one and part two, it's, uh, it's titled uh, How the NBA and the, and the Denver Nuggets Made History, dot, 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 and then messed it up. Uh, I really encourage you to read it. It's not one of my better written, as far as grammar goes, articles, but the story is there. Uh, and I, I got the first year and a half of their ownership on there that I never got to. Well, without getting into it, the David Stern panic, uh, it, it was clear to Sidney Schlanker that the, uh, uh, the owners couldn't afford to buy the team. Uh, when that became clear, Arthur Ashe and Ron Brown dropped out. And uh, Bino and Lee had to scramble to um, make, to, you know, to, to find someone to invest to get the money. 
Uh, Sidney Schlenker canceled the deal sometime in October of 1989, announced it through Pete Babcock that he was canceling the deal. David Stern freaked out, um, made, a, made a desperate plea to his friend and uh, longtime friend, Robert Wessler, uh, Robert Wessler Jr., the head of ComSat, uh, which was a uh, communication satellite incorporation. It was basically what it was, was a, uh, uh, a communications entity that wanted to break into satellite and uh, videos for hotels, which is an interesting, that tells you the time. <laughs> that tells you the time that uh, this uh, kind of can't, was happening. And, uh, you know, long story short, uh, Wessler was able to convince the Compset shareholders to become majority owners, 67% of the Denver Nuggets, and allow Bino and Lee to become managing partners without being majority partners. Uh, kind of like uh, Vivek Ranadive, I believe, in with the Kings. Um, and what essentially happened from there was just complete chaos. And I'm not going to go into the rest of the story. I encourage you all to check out my articles and do as much research as possible because it's, it's a compelling, if albeit sad, story and a really sad chapter in NBA history. Now, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was to kind of go into why I never finished it. And I do occasionally get questions as to why I didn't, I didn't finish the whole thing, because it stopped at part two. Um, in actuality, my overall goal was this to parlay this into some sort of 30 for 30 documentary. I wanted to, and I, and I kind of started thinking about the process of making uh, this story into something greater uh, for almost two years after David Stern announced he was retiring. And then when he finally did retire in February 2014, there was one article, one, and it was uh, by David Aldridge, that mentioned, and by the way, that mention was only in passing um, Stern's involvement of uh, in securing the ownership for Bino and Lee in 1989. Um, that didn't do it justice. David Stern's fin- fingerprints were all over that deal, all over it, to a such an extent that I think that most people don't understand how involved Stern was in forcing the deal through. And I think that that was a disservice to both uh, the media who cover the NBA and, quite frankly, to David Stern, because there needs to be a complete picture of his commissionership of the NBA. And unfortunately, this part of his history and the bungling of it and and basically how calamitous and chaotic the whole adventure was, um, was largely down to the fact that Stern refused to let it go. And wouldn't, and it, it basically it became everything bad and good in the 90s that happened with the Nuggets stems from that ownership and what happened afterwards. And it's a shame that the complete story has never been told. And I'm, I'm going to con- attempt in the future to kind of put a, put a button on the whole thing. Uh, it, it's a very complicated story. Um, some of it is very business-laden. Uh, which is kind of, I understand that people will kind of not have the greatest, they don't, people don't necessarily want to get bogged down in business details. And I understand that. 
basketball-wise, the Nuggets, believe it or not, were able to uh, stem the tide of the calamitous ownership. Yeah, the Nuggets were awful for a couple of years, but they hired Dan Issel, and you got what you got in 1980, 1994, largely due to you know, what happened with that ownership. But the the... The complete picture needs to be told. Um, it needs to be told that Bertram Lee was evicted from his apartment while owning a Denver Nuggets team. Uh, the, the picture needs to be told of the ownership battles between Robert Wessler and Peter Bino, of the wasteful spending happening, of all, this, all the shit that went down uh, while, during that time needs to be told because it's all part of a legacy, and it's all part of... Uh, Doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, or maybe doing doing the right thing and not thinking it out, and not making sure that all your ducks are in a row, and it uh, it basically is part of NBA history that gets swept under the rug, and it doesn't need to be, because that part of NBA history is something that everyone can learn from, and everyone can understand that. When we, in the future, when we do this, we're going to give people a chance, and we're going to make sure that everything happens and it goes smoothly. And I think the NBA has, for the most part, learned its lesson, but it's unfortunate that it happened in Denver, and what happened happened because it it was it was a calamitous, as I said before, and very um, chaotic time, uh, and kind of embarrassing. Um, for a lot of different reasons. And when people finally know the story and when I finally get to doing, if I you know, ever come to the point where there's a documentary formatted, fomented, excuse me, or if there is a greater story told on a, on the larger platform, I will let you guys know. Um, and one of the reasons there hasn't been is quite frankly, I, I haven't got a lot of support from the, the league, which I, th- I think more than anything is that I, uh, I think there's people in the league who probably weren't around at the time and don't remember it. And there's also probably an element in the league that wants to kind of forget. It. Um, Peter Bino, I reached out to eight times, eight times, uh, no response. Uh, Bertram Lee passed away in the early two thousands. Uh, Robert Wessler passed away, I believe, around the same time. Um, there are other elements available to talk to, and I believe I talked to many of them in the run-ups to those two articles that I put out. But I didn't feel I could finish the article or do it any justice because I got to a certain point and the, the, the desire to cooperate and tell the story became less and less as the... Uh, elements of the story got more embarrassing. And I'm not saying that is the reason, but I'm just saying it was a tiny, it was like, I mean, maybe it was coincidental that that's what was going on. And um, there are people who are willing to talk who don't want to do it on the record, and, you know, you want to do a documentary, and maybe they would talk to someone who was major. I mean, listen, as I said before, I don't get paid for this shit, you know. And even back then, I this is, Who's going to listen to a blogger from Denver Stiffs, right? Uh, is it really? I under, I don't blame people, but that is kind of why it petered out. And I've got, and to my great disappointment, it has been hard. 
And in order for me to get a documentary done, I even thought about, honestly, starting up a uh, GoFundMe to get the story told and make a documentary. But, uh, you know, that shit's expensive. (laughs) It's really expensive. And I'm not a filmmaker. And I would need some serious, serious help doing this. But it's still out there, and it's still out there an option. If everyone has any ideas, please let me know. If you're listening to this podcast, contact me uh, on my Twitter account, at jmorton78. Let me know if you have any ideas uh, that point me a direction. I would like to finish this story, because it's a story, as I said before, it needs to be told. Um, The NBA, the picture of David Stern and the picture of the NBA cannot, cannot be complete without a thorough retelling of what happened uh, when Peter Bino and Bertram Lee owned this Denver Nuggets team. Because I think socially, it needs to be, and as I said before, it needs to be told that the team, that when you do this again, you need to make, sh- you need to set the conditions for it to succeed. And that wasn't done. So, anyway. Uh, I won't belabor this point much longer. Thank you for joining me on this. I know this has nothing to do with the current Nuggets team, uh, but I'm hoping that uh, more and more of you will uh, kind of look and seek out this thing. And like I said, the two articles I wrote were uh, part one and part two. Uh, It is how the NBA and the Denver Nuggets made history and then messed it all up. They were on Denver Stiffs. Look it up on Google. It's the first thing that comes up. Um, and I type in Jeffrey Morton too, because uh, that'll help you. But, um, that's what, that's where they were. And I may, like I said, I'll throw out the link on Twitter just to kind of throw that up too. So anyway, thank you all for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll be talking to you soon. And, uh, the next podcast should be, uh, some special interviews that, uh, Nathan Timmons and I will be doing. So appreciate it all again. I'll talk to you later. Bye.